0: Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't right. have to scoop to anyone, right. even yeah. your mom,
1: you know, when <laughs> she's going <laughs> to pop eight and you're going to walk around. Right? <laughs> so we're going... <laughs> we moved into the ballsy portion
0: of the There's some things you just can't buy. find. Hey, like well, like Mex- it's Mexican food, you can't buy Mexican <laughs> food. <in Vermont. laughs>
2: Hey everyone, welcome back. We got another episode of Leaving a Legacy for you. Uh, it's Jerry Mee speaking here, joined as always by the two best friends in the whole wide world.
1: We got- We're the two best friends that anyone could have.
2: <laughs> yeah, coming to, to you with uh, his latest single. Uh, we have Pat. <laughs> What's up
1: yeah, Pat? Yeah, it's called, it's called Two Best Friends. It comes out summer 2016.
0: Yeah, dopest album of the year.
1: Oh yeah, for sure Definitely. There will
0: be number rolling the die Every fucking <laughs> year Going backwards uh,
2: Rest in peace rolling the die For top, <laughs> top 100 <laughs> And the other gentleman Joining us is the one and only Adrian, what's up man?
0: Gentleman's kind of setting the bar high I don't know if I can live up to that yeah,
2: I'm just trying to get you to behave
0: oh, Okay, right. see if I settle down
2: Yeah, exactly, you know Calm, calm your tits
0: Ah, uh, my titties are pretty excited
2: Good, yep, you know, off to a good start I, I baited you there, I baited you. you, failed the test You failed the test
0: <laughs> Right, right, we're like fucking less than a minute in I'm already saying titties and fucking Yep, good job, <laughs> good job,
2: yep, never getting a spoiler
0: <laughs> Oh boy, what's going on guys? Uh. Well, we were given a spoiler Oh, that's yeah. nice to me Turns out Eternal Masters is gonna be Are you ready for this? Oh yep, let's see. Voice of Will.
2: Oh wow. That's an <laughs> exclusive spoiler. So So what's going on? Uh I think this is the first week in quite some time there isn't any drama going on in the magic community, so we can just talk about whatever today. It's kinda <laughs> nice refreshing. Sorry, right. it's
0: going to be a real short cast. <laughs> <laughs> let's discuss some financial topics here. Oh, oh d- Diving
2: right into finance? Alright, let's... Um, I know,
0: this the only thing on my mind lately. Okay, let's, let's see what's going, going on. A lot of, I'm, I'm actually trying to figure out where's a good place that I can actually uh, set up an online account to do some trading besides like E-Trade.
2: Oh, you're, you're talking actually legit legit trading? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean you you can talk to me after that, but uh my office All fees right. are pretty steep, Adrian. Pretty, pretty <laughs> steep. Alright. I, I charge blue duels per hour.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just you see the fees that go along with that shit? Half the time it's just not worth it. Yeah, we should go back to trading conch
2: shells on the beach for our goods <laughs> and services. That's that's the good old days.
0: Actually, no, there's something I've been looking at lately called Bitgold. Bit BitGold you mean Bitcoin? No, I mean bit gold.
2: Oh, actual legit bit gold.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's ninety nine gold. <laughs> yeah, bit gold. It's a company out of Vancouver, I guess. They take ninety nine point nine five percent pure bullion gold. Um, you basically buy a title on it, they'll mail it to you if you request, it. you can just bounce your currency back and forth between different currencies. That's they'll, so they'll actually I just buy actually, gold? they'll <laughs> actually mail you Troy ounce ninety nine point nine five percent pure bullion gold. That sounds like a
2: great way to buy RPGs over the internet if you ever need to. What's an RPG? <laughs> a rocket-propelled grenade. Not a oh, one. Jesus. <laughs> Not, a <laughs> Not a role-playing game. Not a role-playing game.
1: Oh, man. Why would you want to buy gold on the internet? I don't understand. Uh,
0: because in some places it's actually illegal. To buy gold? Hey, have you noticed that they've been making cash more fucking illegal? What? Uh, we'll, try to, we'll try to take a huge deposit out of the bank.
2: Uh, uh, let me go get my tinfoil hat, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you go get it. <laughs> it's a tin foil oh hat. man! Oh man! I did find a free cell phone service. What's that? It's Wi-Fi. Fun. Oh, I find that all sorts of crazy shit, man. <laughs> you getting <them laughs> like, stocked it? up? You building your bunker in the woods too? <laughs> no, no, but I did almost. Well, yeah, I told you about that. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you did, Adrian. Yeah, zombie, you did. zombie survival I, you know, I, you know, guide? I told you guys I almost took a, I almost took a tree down. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah i about yeah. taking the tree down. My buddy's coming out Thursday to take down a couple of the other ones that I'm not touching, and then there'll yeah. be other ones I'm taking down. I Actually, I picked up a wood chipper this weekend, too oh Jesus! That is some shit scary. I'll cram your body <laughs> yeah reenact Fargo.
2: <laughs> man this we're off to a good start already <laughs> just, just zero magic in the first
0: ten minutes zero magic no it was pretty magical I was making all sorts of green mana no it like just fucking chopping up pine leaves yeah and I mean I when,
2: when the end of the world comes and you're stuck in your your bunker you'll have all the time to play magic it sounds like a win-win scenario to me
0: actually <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping really soon I can start making it up and fucking like like, right now, Lita's working. Mm-hmm. She's on a movie set. They're filming a movie out here. Yeah. A- and, um, so she's off, she's off, gone tonight. So I was like, uh, ah, maybe I should go to Westboro and play. Just ditch us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I had, I get so much financial shit I get, get caught up on. I gotta move my scanner. One of my bosses always told me, if you want something done, make it easy. Yeah, so, like, there's a lot you. of shit that I have to do and I just oh. have it set up so difficult for myself. Yeah.
2: Uh, so actually a fun, fun little factoid with, uh, financials that actually ties into magic is, you know, with bitcoins, the the largest exchange for it was Mount Gox.
0: Yeah.
2: And, uh, they started off as magic, the gathering online exchange. They actually started off as a, uh, like a dealer, uh, for magic cards. Like they would go to GPs and stuff. And then they, they started accepting bitcoins and it just became more profitable for them to trade in bitcoins, the magic cards. Yeah, and they were the largest Bitcoin uh, supplier for a long time before they went under. Yeah, why do they get? Why do they go under? Do they get shut down. Oh, what did it no. miss?
1: episode thirty-five?
0: <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, Jerry told us about it? Yeah, this is this is the people
1: that haven't
2: been with us from the beginning because I just love this story. Um, I think
1: I was on episode thirty-five. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you blacked out. You blacked out. Maybe,
1: that. maybe. maybe. <laughs>
2: um, they got either hacked or it's still kind of up in the air. No one really knows, but. Um, they either got hacked or the CEO uh skipped town with a bunch of people's money and, you know, a couple million
1: dollars' worth of Bitcoins disappeared oh, overnight. Oh, man. Yeah, and then they put... How like, do you just... How, how do you take Bitcoin somewhere? Like, can you... I don't understand. How do you control a Bitcoin? I mean, well, that's the thing. It's
2: not physical. It's just a code. So it's just about transferring Bitcoin. So they have... I don't know how deep we want to get into this, and
0: everyone's just like, "I thought this was about magic."
2: <laughs> turning the radio off right now, but <laughs> bitcoins have block.
0: Legacy's blo- half about finance, isn't
2: uh, it? Yeah, I mean, you, you're going to need bitcoins to buy legacy decks <laughs> one day. But uh, they have these like blockchain codes that is basically the entire history of that bitcoin. So whenever you transfer bitcoins from one account to another, you're you're also transferring like the entire history of it. So it makes it impossible to duplicate the bitcoins, but is also a way that is supposed to make it more secure. But in, in the end, it's it's giving a tangible aspect to an intangible object.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah, it, it goes
0: yeah. pretty deep. I, and they have. I was watching something a little while ago. The guys that are farming it,
2: mm-hmm. they're,
0: they're farming bitcoins with like hundred thousand dollar a month electric bills.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Like just massive servers that are cracking code constantly. Right.
2: Because that's, that's how you make Bitcoins, is it's just super complex you know, math algorithms that you have supercomputers solve in order to create the Bitcoins. Well,
0: they don't that create explains. them. They have to discover them. Right, right.
1: How do you, yeah. Wait, wait. You discover a Bitcoin, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, some, it it's it's, it's
2: like a video game. Yeah. <laughs> You're mining yep. for Bitcoins the same way you would mine for gold. It's just, there's only...
0: There's, there's, there was like a... What the hell was it? It sounded like... It, there was a basic server structure that was set up that had so only a limited supply of these bitcoins and and you crack codes in order to discover them Mm -hmm. so you have to like uh, solve problems but the problems are long and tedious and I don't exactly know what the hell they're about but these guys set up server farms that have like massive air conditioning (laughs) systems in them with um, I think one guy had over 30 servers that would just pump it out and he had a hundred thousand dollar a month electric bill but I guess what's what's one bitcoin like eleven hundred bucks
2: Oh, not anymore.
0: No, what's it now? Let's
2: take a look. Uh, one Bitcoin at market close was four hundred fifty-two dollars and
0: forty-three cents. Okay. Yeah.
1: So not bad. Not bad. And I
0: think, and it, there was what two hundred and fifty million total in existence to be discovered.
1: Uh, I don't know the exact. Oh, amount. so there's a finite amount that you can find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you? So, what exactly determines what a? I, you know what? Let's just move on. I don't. <laughs> I'm just gonna uh we, I'm gonna make a note to myself. Yeah, to we, Wikipedia Bitcoin. later. I'll <laughs> <laughs> see you guys next year. We,
2: we should, yeah, we should put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Fast forward to minute X, Y, and Z to actually hear yeah. about magic.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Um. So speaking of magic, I actually just looked at this little GPT that was in uh at the Gigabytes Cafe, which is down in. Georgia, right? Isn't that where it's your over boys Atlanta. Some, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just, I sent you guys a link to, uh, third place, well, third, third, fourth place was, uh, is uh, instant control deck running four thick in the ice, which I thought was kind of cool. Ooh. And it had like the snapcaster mage, uh, the Jace friends prodigy, which we expected to see mm-hmm. if that deck, you know, I mean, it was a small event. It was only 18 people, but it's kind of a neat list running like, you know, Ooh. three flooded strand, four grove. An Island, a Delta, uh, four Delta, three Tarn, a Trop, and three Volcanics. And then it's running uh, Jace jace Run's Prodigy, Snapcaster Mage, four Thing in the Ice, two Clicks, one Venser, Shaper Savant.
2: Mm-hmm. The spices, so yeah, it's running, you know, obviously Brainstorm, and it's got a bunch yep. of fun of, so like one Dismember, one Fire and mm-hmm. Ice, four
1: force oil, four soil, four
2: detaxing Probe, four Lightning Bolt, four Ponder, and then three Punishing Fire. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Grove of the Bin- Burn Willow's Punishing Fire is pretty sweet with Thing in the Ice, because you can just keep rebuying the Punishing Fires to take the counters off. This is a spicy list. I like this.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, it also has a ton of reach with four Lightning Bolt, three Punishing Fire.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Damn.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically every, every creature other than, you know, Jace, but ideally that's gonna be flipped to its planeswalker form by the time you flip Thing in the Ice is an enter the battlefield effect. Yep. You know, so Thing in the Ice flips, you return Snapcasters to your hand, you return Vendillion Click to your hand, you return mm-hmm. Venser to your hand, so it's all cards that you don't mind being, uh, you know, bounced.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we said when we were talking about Thing in the Ice originally was that like, yeah, you wanna, in a Snapcaster deck, to bounce your Snapcasters, because you're going to be using your Snapcasters to bring back your spells, mm-hmm. to recast them, to remove counters, and Ooh. yeah, so...
2: I just noticed he's also running three Dak Faden and one Sylvan Library.
1: Yes. That's yep. pretty spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he was in a top eight with uh, two Miracles players, Elves, and Abzan's Stoneblade deck, which is just... Oh, this actually almost looks like a... This is almost like a, uh, uh like what's it di- called? It's like
2: Death and Taxes, flashing Green for Knight of the Reliquary, you know, what's green the, it's of Zenith. What's Is
0: this what's, closer what's to, to Maverick? W- I was gonna yeah. say, what's the, what's the difference in Abzan Stoneblade and Dark Maverick? Uh,
2: Dark Maverick is gonna run like, uh, Thoughtseize, um, it's gonna run like some more Discard, you know, okay. sometimes it runs Dark Confidant. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, this is actually just this is pretty much just straight maverick.
0: You're you know right. what else I was noticing, Jerry, is you did like the elves deck. If you take a look, it's got two copies of cavernous souls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then look at the last one. Wren's run pack master. Oh,
1: yeah. So this is, this is, <laughs> the chaos, this is, this is the chaos elves. Um, yeah. It's been making kind of a splash lately. Although, well, actually, no, this is running natural order. I thought that. Yeah, so I guess it's not the chaos elves. This is sort of like a match between the two. Yeah. Like chaos elves which has been uh popularized by Julian Nab. Um he's out of somewhere out of Europe. Has been like kind of like the proponent of this deck. Um it's essentially elves but it's splashing uh black and I think it's splashing All uh, right, and it's got like the no natural order in the in the main, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Mm-hmm. Doesn't uh they splash uh uh what's it called? Gaddock Teeg as well.
1: Yeah, this has Gattic Teague in the side. Um, Yep, they'll also run, like, uh, Caracas. Yep. Yeah, so it's kind of a neat list, um, but it's, you know, just not running the Natural Order, which is, like, a staple of the Elves deck. Um, Mm -hmm. But this one has it, so I'm assuming it's... This kind of seems like a little bit of both, because it's running, like... It is running the Rurikthar. The main, it's running Ren's run.
2: Yeah, it's almost like he, he couldn't ma- so fucking dirty. <laughs> he couldn't make up his mind which version he wanted to go with, so he just yeah, went it's with like the best of both.
1: Jamming you know? together, that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. Um, I mean, yeah, it's neat. Ren's run is crazy good. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, he's even running the crater hoofs too. Uh, what? So I Oof- guess, yeah, I guess he's just like shaving on the elves.
1: <laughs> It looks like it, right? Yeah, like, it's like so funny that you're shaming on the elves in the elves deck, Right,
2: but. like, three heritage druid, three nettle sentinel three quarry ranger. Uh, the only four of elves are the elvish visionaries the, and the Deathrite mm-hmm. shamans. And then...
0: What about the sneak and Show attack? Uh, that's what I was gonna
2: say, the most important part of this tournament is the <laughs> winner!
1: <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, before we get into the winner, second place was Rug Delver. Rug Delver? Right? It says Bug, oh. bug Delver. Oh, sorry. So, sorry, it says Salt Eye. It says Salt Eye I always I always get them, them mixed up, but yeah, it is Bug Delver, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, And it's actually Him to Torak Bug Delver, which we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, when Dig Through Time got popularized. This was like one of the most popular decks before Cons of Tarkir came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, Treasure Cruise Dig Through Time came out and him him to Torak just fell off the face of a cliff. And then when those cards got banned, Shardless Bug was the one that really came back in full force. So we haven't seen like a, a legit Bug Delver him to Torak list in a while.
1: Which is funny because it's running the Tomb Stalker, which is like the precursor to the Delve cards. Right, so. exactly. Like
2: this is <laughs> this is pretty much card for card what the list was before uh Council of Tarkir came about.
0: Okay.
1: So
2: long circular path this deck has taken.
0: There is no uh, creeping tar Oh in yeah. the
2: side, he's got one on the side. Got one on
0: the side. Uh, they must not. Oh,
1: okay.
2: Uh, maybe he was expecting just low, cause Creeping Tarpit is a card that's like great against Miracles and Jason's.
0: Yeah, it, it, it sucks when you have a Creeping tar Pit in your hand and a Delver and you're in your opening hand. Yep, yeah, exactly. Like, anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah. But sneak and Show with Two Omniscience. Sneak and Show Daniel Humphreys. I recognize that name. With th- two copies of Omniscience. Yes,
2: two copies of Omniscience. Not the list I prefer, but it's a it's a cool list. Um yeah, he's let's see. I was uh you know, he's not running it, but I saw a list the other night that was running Omniscience and it was also running uh I think it was like Koslick's Return or something like that. It's like two in a red uh for a pyroclasm. And then it has, whenever you play a Eldrazi spell with converted mana cost over seven, you can play it from your graveyard for free, and it does five damage to every creature. I thought that was a a nice little, you know, corner case card for the deck. Since you're already be casting Emmercool, you can just blow up anything else that, uh, your opponent may have on board that prevents you from winning the game. Which is, Mm. Probably not too much, it seems like a little bit of overkill, but, you know, I like having backup plans.
1: Uh, nothing else crazy in the, uh, mud did come in, did place in the top A too, but it seems like I'm the normal metal worker, lowestone golem, forge master, <sighs> uh, I oh, it looks like they're running four thought knots here. Is that like going on a lot of the mud lists now?
2: Uh, I, I don't see why not.
1: Like, yeah, he it was just good right this
2: is I think this is probably the first mud list we've seen top eight in a while since mm. you know
1: since that Nazir
2: was printed and i just think it slots in um I'm actually kind of surprised they're not running the uh I can never remember his name but he's the five five haste uh that you know whenever you target it your your opponent has to
1: reality smasher yeah
2: reality smasher um, that was the card I would think would uh make its way into mud, but I guess not. Not in this instance. Um, he is running the Platinum Imperion as a stop-end, which I, I always... I have a special place in that, that card in my heart. For, uh, well, just did a little Yoda impression there, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh-huh. um, I used to run Platinum Imperion in Reanimator, uh, and it is great when there is nothing but burn in your meta. So... Platinum Empyrean's 8 for an 8-8 eight eight, and your life total can't change. <laughs> so, I love that guy. I used to, he was he's so good in like the, when, I was playing him when like Rug Delver was the most popular deck in the room, and uh, there was like a bunch of burn floating around, because they have to spend three lightning bolts pointed directly at this guy just to get him off yeah. the board and if they're doing that, you're probably going to win that game anyways.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Huh. Oh, man, I can't stop looking at this is it control list though. I just lo- I might have to sleeve this up. <laughs> Cause I've been working on yeah. the uh It's pretty neat. Yeah, I'm actually I'm writing an article right now on mono blue thing in the ice. But this list is is spicy. I mm-hmm. just love the combination of Punishing Fire plus Thing in the Ice.
0: So were you writing the article yeah, seems- for?
2: Uh, I, I don't want to say too much because I don't know if it's going to be published or not. But I'll, okay. I'll, I'll I'll speak more about it as it comes to fruition.
0: Check this other thing out. <laughs> In Milano, 187 players. Oh yeah, this is the
2: one I was uh, reading earlier.
0: Yeah, this uh, Nick Fit won this
1: uh, by Nicola Guidi. Most played cards from the event. Number one is Vendillion Click wow is that weird <laughs> like listen beating oh, up Brainstorm rainstorm. like Vendillion Click Brainstorm Force of Will Toxic Deluge Jace and then it gets in like Misty Rainforest Surgical like that's that's not those aren't cards you normally see in the top 10 especially not like Click and Toxic Deluge it's weird I mean yeah I mean
2: Brainstorm Force of Will that's pretty common but yeah Vendillion Click Toxic Deluge and even, Surgical?
1: even Jace Surgical and I mean I guess Pyroblast like that's interesting this Nick fit deck that won the NBA. I know,
0: <laughs> it's, it's sweet. <laughs> I know, I know. I was looking at it like, after this shit, I'm go. I don't even know what the hell that is. Like, what else? <laughs> what is he playing? What else? He's got two copies of Valakut.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's Nick. Oh man.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's like he's running a bunch of one ofs for his creature suite. So he he must be running. Yeah, he's running three Green Sun Zenith,
0: mm-hmm. and he's running
2: like. One Eternal Witness, one Offset Bailoff, which is the, the one that comes into play and gains you four life. One primeval titan, one Sakura Tribe Elder, one Scavenging Ooze, one Thrag Tusk, one Thrun the Last Troll, and then four Veteran Explorer, obviously, and then two Wood Elves, which is just kinda funny. Uh three Sensei's Divining Top, three Abrupt Decay, three Punishing Fire. <laughs> oh, your favorite card, Agent, he's running four Burning Wish? so what does burning wish find burning wish finds damnation it finds duress innocent blood maelstrom pulse slaughter, slaughter games, games and uh it doesn't find the surgical extraction but that's a pretty nice uh burning wish uh package out of the board and he's running three cabal therapy three green sun zenith two scapeshift
0: i think the wood elves must just be fitting the three drop spot for the birthing pod is there even... No, there is uh, not. Uh, yeah, I was surprised. There's, there's not even a fucking birthing pot. There's pod.
2: no birthing pot on this list. I was expecting to see the birthing pot. I think the, the wood elves are just there for ramp. And also uh, another creature that you don't mind sacking to flashback Cabal Therapy. Huh. Uh, but yeah, it's like Scape Shift, uh, Nick Fit. He's got like two Valakut... Fortega, two swamp, one. I like. He's running the one stopping grounds, <laughs> one for Tower, one mountain, four grove of the burn willows, three forests, two bayou, four badlands. Yeah, this list is pretty spicy. I like it. Uh, we actually had a whole bunch of spicy decks this week. Because did you guys look at the top eight for the SCG event?
1: No, man. I didn't oh, see it.
2: Oh man, check this out. So, you know, the winner overall was Grixis Delver, pretty stock list. Uh, number two was Esper Stoneblade, uh, also a pretty stock list, but I think that's just cool because Esper Stoneblade hasn't really reared its head in a while. Um, but once we get to number three, uh, we got good old The People's Cannon, uh, Charbelcher, coming <laughs> in the third. And number four is Slivers, and I actually wanted to talk about this for a, for a bit with you guys, because... I I feel Slivers, for a long time, the way most people build Slivers, is it's just a worse version of Merfolk. Um, because you play the exact same way that Merfolk plays, where you just play a bunch of creatures that get bigger when you have the Lords out, you have Aether vial, you, know, you have Force of Will. Slivers does that exact same thing. It's just the benefit of playing Merfolk is you're, you don't die to Wasteland and Blood Moon. Whereas Slivers, because it's basically a four or five color deck, depending on how you build it, is really susceptible to just being blood mooned out or wastelanded out of the game. So there you have to kind of really find a reason to play slivers in the first place and this uh this player Xander Nyazzi, uh I feel he he really found it with cuz he's playing Sylvan Library, which is not a card I've seen associated with slivers in the past. Mm. And I think that's really cool and that gives you a reason to play slivers over Murfolk cuz one of the problems with Merfolk is merfolk tends to run out of steam if they get board wiped
1: this is pretty a neat list actually yeah i
2: don't really agree with all the numbers but i can see what he's doing so for the creature he's running like four crystalline sliver which is like a really good one all slivers have shroud
1: yeah that's great um like
2: that's something merfolk would love to have uh four ride sliver which is all slivers are flying got th- three hibernation sliver which is all slivers in pay to life return this permanent to its owner's hand I've never seen the deck in action, so I don't, like, I don't know how useful that is, because say you have a bunch of slivers in play, and your opponent terminuses, do you really want to, like, spend ten life to bounce your, like, five slivers?
1: You might, like, just want to, like, bounce one or two, though. If you bounce, like, a crystalline sliver, and say, like, a muscle sliver, that's great.
2: Yeah, but if you already have a crystalline sliver in play, why are you bouncing one of your creatures? They have shroud, so there's no removal that can hit it other than a board wipe.
1: Well, that's a terminus though, right?
2: Oh, you're saying like if it gets terminus, you might want to just return one or two slivers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I can see that. I just uh, so I can see like it's it's usefulness, It's just I never understood like I've seen decks running like four of them and he's running three, and I just yeah. never really understood why that particular sliver was better than all the others. Like I can see it as a one of I just don't know why people run it as a four of or a three of. Hmm. Because, like, he's running three muscle slivers. Like, I feel you want to max out on muscle slivers. Those are the ones that give plus one, plus one. That's how you really get the the game going.
1: Well, yeah, but he's also playing four predatory and four sinew slivers, which is exactly the same thing. Well, Predatory is one in a green for all servers get plus one, plus one. And Sinew is all servers get plus one, plus one.
2: Yeah, but I want to run 12 of those guys. <laughs> like, I want to yep. max out on lords.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose. Like, he's running 11 instead of 12. I don't think that's a big... That's a big... Yeah. Um... That's a you know a big. uh
2: It's not huge, but I mean the percentages, Pat. It's
1: all about the percentages. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. <laughs>
2: um His mana base is is pretty tight, so like this deck must well, hate
0: blood. So, uh, uh, let's let's see, Jerry. If you put the fourth muscle sliver in there, you're at sixty one cards. No problem. Oh, good. perfect. Ah, <laughs>
1: oh, excellent. Sold. Now the deck has been figured Sold. out. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: jumping over to the spells, there's a couple numbers that I don't really get. So. He's running four Aether Vial, which is, you know, pretty stock. I would definitely do that. And then one Chrome Mox. Hmm. Like, why? (laughs) Uh, Then two Sylvan Library. Like, I would almost want a third Sylvan Library instead of the first Chrome Mox. Uh, Because Chrome Mox is just one of those cards, I feel, you either want four of or you want zero of. Like, I don't get one. The thing is,
0: if he doesn't... He's got nothing else with black, right? There's no other slivers. He's got a... Hibernation Sliver, right? So if he actually wants Necrotic Sliver, he needs black to cast it. He's only got one Underground C.
2: I uh, even Necrotic Sliver out of the sideboard. Yeah. So I'll, that's the one white black for a two two. All Slivers have three. Sacrifice this permanent, destroy target permanent. Mm. I I yeah, but I would I would rather another Underground C over over the first Chrome mox
0: hmm. Because
2: okay. there, in order to have the Chrome mox cast black, you need to have the one of your three Hibernation Slivers.
0: Well, you all of his slivers. Like all, all, well, I think. Uh, well, also the blood one that you mentioned. But the other thing is, all of his things are two drops. If he has a creature in his opening hand, he needs a way to put it down. He's going to be based on pressure, right? Yeah, I guess.
2: Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, I just feel you. If you want to go that line, you want more than just one because it, if you want that turn one chromox to play a turn one two drop sliver. You want it more reliably than just having one Chromox, in which case you're just like, oh, I got it this game, but I probably well, not gonna get it the rest of the day.
0: You know, he's also pulling Rest in Peace out of the side. Like that's gonna be against a fast graveyard based deck. He's gonna want that quick, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying is like, if he wants it quick, he should be running more than one copy. It's not reliable as only one copy is what I'm saying. If you want that turn one and getting that turn one, you want four Chromox. You know, oh. like if you want it to be a reliably quick strategy, you want four of them, not just the nice-to-have in this game.
0: I don't know, I'll play Chrome Mox if I want them fast on test, but in general, like, Tin Fins, I'll play one, maybe two.
2: Yeah, but that's a deck that's already running, like, Lotus Petals. It's already running, you know, Mox Moxes and other fast mana rocks. So yeah, because
0: it's, it's designed to be a turn one deck.
2: Right, so in those decks, like, Crow Mox is, like, the fifth copy of those other spells, where in this deck, it's the first right. copy overall.
0: All right, that's
2: a point. Um, and then also, just like is that like he's only running three brainstorm, three days. You know, those are typically cards that you want four of in the deck, especially days because days is a card that you really want turn one because it gets worse and worse over time. So you really want the fourth days in order to maximize getting it turn one. And then you also because of that want four brainstorm so you have a way to put back extra days when you draw them late game. And then you know four four so well that's pretty standard. And then just one sword to Plowshares out of right field. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, it's nice having that removal, but it's just like, you have a single removal spell in your entire deck. Like, ah, uh, just I guess save it for that really important removal case, I guess. But I, I would just almost rather not have it rather than just have one. Uh, Just to kind of, like, make the rest of the numbers, you know, a little bit smoother.
0: What would that do? I'm trying to think of, like... Hmm. Would you want to target Elishnorn?
2: Yeah, but I mean, in that case, it's like, you might as well just have Source of Plashers on the board, because, yeah. you know, not yeah. every deck is going to run Elishnorn.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying keep it, fucking, main deck. I'm just trying to figure out what its use is. Yeah, yeah. I, you I, know, it's I, it's kind of like having...
2: Like, maybe get rid of a Tarmogoy that's in the way, or, I don't, I don't well, even
0: know. I don't, like, it, it just seems, I mean, for me, just because uh, I'll pl- play Marefolk, is Days in Cabin of Soul seems, you know, when you... I don't want that in my opening hand. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like it's, uh, but I don't I don't play meat hooks, so I'm not exactly yeah. uh 'cause yeah I, I, well yeah the, so he's running four
2: mutivolt, two cavern of souls, an island, a tropical island, an underground sea. So there's you know, quite a few instances where he's not gonna be able to play that source of ploughshares early unless he specifically fetches out a tundra for it.
0: If there's a one single creature thread he's worried about.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, he might have a reason for it, I, I'm just at a loss to find it.
0: That's why I was, the only thing I could come up with was like a really early Elish
2: Right. But uh, other than that, I think the list is sweet. Like These are the types of decks that make me wish I had a god account on Magic Online, because <laughs> I would love to just like jam this deck in an 8-man, but I'm not going to like spend the time to put it together. Even though it's probably pretty cheap, like I don't imagine these these uh, slivers are very expensive.
0: I was curious why why, why would you need a god account of magic online are the slivers expensive there?
2: No, they're not. But I mean, it's just like I don't want to I don't want to spend money on something that I'm just going to use once and then you know put down. Oh, huh. um, you know, maybe I'll put it in pa- together in paper one time. Seems pretty cool. I think crystalline sliver is like the only sliver that's actually expensive. Yeah, crystalline slivers are, like, six bucks a piece. Which is not, I mean, terribly expensive as far as magic cards go, but...
0: Especially <laughs> Legacy?
2: Yeah, especially Legacy. But, I mean, it's it's kind of like Curse Catchers. Curse Catchers
0: are, like, six bucks a piece. Oh, my God, yeah. And what? A Heritage Druid's still 25? I think they're down
2: to, like, 15, but, yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> <just> ridiculous. <laughs> These, like, uncommons that were printed once ten years ago are through the roof.
0: <laughs> what do you think? You think Heritage Druid goes to Eternal Masters? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: I, I forgot about that. I guess you know, we'll just capability. have
0: to talk about it on our Eternal Masters is that with you. Yeah, maybe so, we'll
2: get maybe we'll get Heritage Druid as our spoiler.
0: So <laughs> so how did, how would that work? If Heritage Druid was reprinted, how would that work with your bet?
2: Uh is Heritage Druid Banded Modern? I don't think so. Nope. It's legal. I, I would lose the bet. I would lose the bet. Okay. I I, I have no problem meeting Crow. <laughs> I, Heritage, I set I set myself up. No, it's not. It's an uncommon okay.
0: What if they printed it at Rare and Eternal Masters? I mean, I'd still lose the bat.
2: I I set myself up for a win-win situation. Either I'm right and I win the bet, or I'm wrong and I'm happy that they're reprinting cards that need to be reprinted. <laughs> as long as they don't like reprint some stupid modern legal card that no one plays in any deck and Wizards just did it to spite <laughs> me. <laughs> like it's like Adam Prozac, I'm like, like Adam Prozac might might listen to this podcast. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm slipping in this card." <laughs> <laughs> Splinter twins. <laughs> I would win Splinter Twins bans.
1: Yep. Uh, oh, the, uh, so the blue red delver in that top eight from SCG mm-hmm. was running a one of thing in the ice.
2: Ooh, it's popping up, popping uh, up. It
1: is, it is. Uh, well, I like that card. Yeah, card. I like
2: it. I, I still need to get my other three copies. I think it's, it might be bottoming out, so. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it still has like more a... to go. You still think so?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think there's other more expensive cards in that set, and, uh, it's going to find I don't think we we found the bottom of of shadows yet.
2: Uh I think it might yeah maybe bottoms when the next set gets released because then
1: Yeah. I mean I think like right now because the meta still hasn't been completely it's still kind of up in the air as far as what's great and what's not great in standard. Mm-hmm. Um you know like the average cost of the box is going to even out over the mythics and rares. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like there's only going to be so much EV in a box and I don't think thinking the ice is going to be high on that list. I think there's other mythics and rares That are going to be higher in demand, you know.
2: Yeah, so I'm looking at the price chart for Thing in the Ice, and it's like starting at twenty dollars, and then just a gradual thirty degree slope downwards. (laughs) Yeah, there was
1: no way. There was no way it was going to hold that price. No way. So right now it's averaging like nine thirty
2: six in paper.
1: Yeah, I think I even think that is still too much for a a standard rare that's not played very much. Where do you see it settling? I mean, like five bucks, maybe. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's gonna be, I don't think it's gonna be nothing, but, I mean, right now the low is four forty nine. so it's not like you can't get them for, for cheap. I think it's gonna be one of those
2: cards where regular versions are gonna be like five bucks, and then foils are gonna have like a 5x multiplier.
1: Sure, yeah. It's, That's
2: possible. It's seeing play in vintage, it's seeing play in legacy. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a commander card. You can get them for like under $7 right now pretty easily, so.
0: Yeah. Have, did you guys see this Abzan deck? Yeah, I wanted to talk about that one too. <laughs> the, one that's, the one
1: that's just titled Abzan?
0: <laughs> just straight up Abzan. Couple of cards coming into Legacy. Yep.
1: Let's see, let's see. So I think this creatures.
2: Is, I think, uh, Schaefer Sh- Hansen was the pilot. I think he was, uh, piloting our friend, our uh, channeling our friend Aaron here. This sound this seems like an Aaron deck through and through.
1: <laughs> let's see. Death Ra- like a lot of, a lot of one-offs in the main. Like de- one Death right or- Shaman, one Eternal Witness. Four Siege scoos, Rhino. four Siege Rhino, because Siege Rhino all formats, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, a, a Singleton Thrag Tusk, because you know, like, Thrag Tusk is not as good as Siege Rhino, so. Uh, four Veteran Explorer, one gaddock Teague. One Cigarda, host of Herons. Oh, I'd a story. arbor. That
2: that card almost wrecked me this weekend in uh at Legacy. <laughs> cigarda? Yeah, Cigarda did. <laughs> what but, were you uh, playing? I was playing against Aaron and he was playing what? his Nick Fett deck. I was playing uh I was playing Sneakin' Show. Yeah, it turns out uh Emmercool oh. Annihilator <laughs> with a cigarda in play.
0: <laughs> yeah. She has to chump block.
2: Well, the, yeah but the thing is like it's better losing a single cigarda to, to us uh, uh, Emercle yeah. coming in than it is you know losing your board <laughs> yep. uh,
0: but yeah like and
2: then he's running one Soren grim nemesis which is the new soren from uh, the the most recent set.
0: What the hell does he even do? Reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. Each opponent loses life equal to its converted mana cost.
2: <laughs> Pretty good in a deck which curve Fuck looks it. at like it, its curve. It averages out at
0: like four. <laughs> <laughs> it's a black white draw. Oh yeah, it, Ooh.
2: It, it's plus one is basically target a, draw a card. Opponent loses four life on average. <laughs>
0: Uh Grim Nemesis deals X damage to target creature Planeswalker and you gain X life
2: Yeah, it's minus X Deal X damage, gain X life
0: And minus 9 Put a number of 1-1 one, one Black Vampire Knight Creature tokens with lifelink onto the battlefield Equal to the highest life total among all players Man, that's weird to see that in Legacy
2: <laughs> It's pretty cool I mean, if it didn't cost 6 I think it's it's definitely powerful enough to see Legacy play It's Just,
0: just for the plus 1
2: yeah, the plus one draw card and opponent loses life. That's good. And then it protects itself, it's it's minus X's removal. So it, you know, kinda hits all the check check boxes.
1: And it comes in at six loyalty, like goes to seven on the plus, so that's pretty Pretty beefy.
2: He's yeah. good. I, I actually opened one in my uh my pre release pool. I still have it. I may have to, may have to this use together.
0: him. <laughs> no. Put this stack together? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it going, well, it's black-white. I could jam it in tin fins. Yeah. <laughs> friend, how are you casting eight. this in uh, tin fins? <laughs> how am I not? It's six mana. You know how much mana I can get in tin fins? Yeah, enough to cast an Emrakul. I feel
2: if you're going <laughs> off to cast an Emrakul, you might as well cast Emrakul instead of Sorin.
0: <laughs> oh, what if you just turn one Sorin, reveal the top card, and... Oh, look at that. Take eight for Grizzlebrand. Wait,
2: how are you turn one-ing Sorin? W- walk, walk me through it, because I just don't see
0: it. Alright, Lotus, Petal, Scrubland, and two Dark Rituals.
2: Oh, okay. That would do it. That would do it. That would do it. <laughs> <laughs> just that, that five-card combo. <laughs>
0: Sure. I'll, I'll brainstorm into it. I don't know. I'd be amazed with that deck too. do. Oh man. Um and then. Alright, s- so if I turn two Soren and dome you for eight. <laughs> uh, do that,
2: I just, I, I, I just don't think, it, you don't get, you know, you don't hardcast Grizzlebrand all that often. I don't see you hardcasting a Soren all that often.
0: No, no, you don't hard cast Grizzlebrand because so reanimate him.
2: Right. But, I mean, it is possible to hard cast Grizzlebrand just as how it's hard. It's
0: it. While possible,
2: it is not realistic. We'll put it that way.
0: <laughs> sure. Soren's casting cost is also less.
2: <laughs> but it's, it's harder because it also has a white. It's white-black instead of straight-black.
0: Yep. If if, you he, if he was if he was
2: just four black black, I could actually see that as like a totally realistic thing for people to do in like pox or
0: something like that. God, yeah, he'd go in so many decks, <laughs> Oh man.
2: He? Yeah, just like
0: straight into reanimator?
2: Like turn turn two, uh or not I don't even know oh. what, but like like cabal cabal ritual, Cast Sorin. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I guess that's why they made him white black. Can't let us have anything fun. <laughs>
0: Wonder if anybody's trying to jam him into black-white tokens mm-hmm. in modern? Does that even deck still?
2: Uh I don't know. I could totally see it though. It looks sweet.
0: Just trying to think of what else you'd get playing. It's just it's cool seeing it's cool seeing that in the deck. That's awesome. Mhm. Man, hmm. maybe I'll have to
2: use him as my uh, black-white planeswalker in my cube. I have the other like Soren. Uh tell oh,
0: from original innistrad yeah,
2: original innistrad is. so in my cube i have like one planeswalker of each color and then one planeswalker of each color combination and i'm kind of sticking hard and fast to that but man he might be that OG black white sorin pretty hmm. pretty cool <laughs> um did you guys see this uh black green mid range deck
0: yeah i was just looking at that <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure how close that was to Ares. Uh, well,
2: Ara doesn't really run black green mid range. She runs like, uh like uh Walking Dead. And then, well, yeah, runs. but he's—I mean,
0: he's just got blood gas. It's, I just started looking at the list. I was trying to think how cute, how close it was to Ares.
2: Um, not, not, not very. But okay, I, I think that list, I. It, it's cool because he top-aided, and it's like, the, he definitely made some obvious uh, budget considerations. For example, he's running two Bayou and two Woodland Cemetery. So, more power to him. He's, you know, top-aiding an SCG with a budget list, which is pretty sweet. Um, I also think probably, like, the four Vampire Nighthawks would probably be better as four Tarmogoyfs, but I'm guessing he didn't have access to them. Uh, but yeah, the list is like 4 Blood Gas, 4 Dark Confidant, 4 Deathrite Shaman, 4 Vampire Nighthawk, 4 Liliana, 1 Sword of Fire and Ice, 1 Sword of Light and Shadow, 4 Abrupt Decay, 4 Geth's Verdict. That card's sweet. Black, black, instant. Target player yeah. sacks a creature and loses one life.
1: It's one of my favorite. I was in Mono Black popper. That's one of my favorite cards. Uh,
2: so like the fact, you wouldn't believe how useful it is that it's instant speed. Oh, that's huge. It's like, oh, sneak attack in Emmercool, Guess verdict. Fuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Then rounding it off for him to Torak for Inquisition of Kozilek, which I'm maybe, I'm guessing, that that probably should be Thoughtseize, or at least a split with Thoughtseize. But, you know, who Mm -hmm. knows?
1: I mean, I don't know. Probably the life loss is something that they don't want to deal with.
2: But it's the only. It's not like they're like paying seven with Grizzlebrand or, like the life. There's nothing else in the deck that pays life. And Thoughtseize is just worth the two life in almost every case. That's why Thoughtseize sees more play than Inquisition to Kozilek.
1: Yeah.
2: So I, I think the Inquisitions. Like you're right. I mean, having four Thoughtseize maybe is a consideration because he's not the quickest deck in the world. It's not like he's a.
0: Buggy. Oh, he's he's got four Dark confidence coming on him, right? Oh yeah, I forgot about the Dark Confidants. Um, I would still... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get (laughs) him, Pat. Get (laughs) him, Adrian. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I,
2: even, even running four Dark Confidants in Bug Delver, I still ran four Thotsies over Inquisitions.
1: Well, that Jerry. Not everyone's as greedy as you, man.
2: I know. Not not everyone's as lucky as me to just. Hit, a lot of only hit lands. Only hit lands off of the Dark Confidant. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one time I flipped Emrakul off of Dark Confidant accounted for like eighty percent of life lost. I've <laughs> I've lost to Dark Confidant because every other time it's a land. <laughs> um, but also, he's running four Deathrite Shamans, so he gains those life back.
1: Shit. Uh, I mean he he does. Uh, I guess he gonna use the buy. Bi- yeah, I guess he has the bayou to get green. Yeah,
2: I mean it's just like there's so many situations where it's like your opponent plays Stoneforge Mystic and finds Batterskull. Ah, uh, I'm really glad I have this Inquisition of Kozilek <laughs> Or your opponent plays their third land and you and you Inquisition of Kozilek him and you see a land and a Jace. And you're like ah, oh, glad I have this Inquisition of Kozilek
1: <laughs> I kind I kind of like Vampire Nighthawk. That was a pretty sweet card.
2: It's a cool card, I just don't think it's good enough for Legacy. I mean, oh. like, Yeah,
1: I mean, at three, it's kind of tough, right? Like, like,
2: like maybe a one or two of, because it does combo really well with the swords. Or with a fucking
0: Jit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he's not running Jit. No, I am just I just remember the last time I got slapped around by a Vampire Nighthawk. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true.
2: But yeah, I mean... Very like,
1: favorable. <laughs> yeah, sor-
2: Sword of Fire and Ice Throne on Vampire Nighthawk? Like, that's that's awesome. Um uh, but I just think like maybe like one or two vampire Nighthawks, not four mm. but uh yeah the list, list looks pretty sweet. There was just a lot of really good lists out there today, like any one of these we could just focus on in any other episode
1: yeah it, it it's interesting that it, we'll see what happens like a month from now when we're in Columbus and what what bubbles
0: to the top out there.
2: Hey, yeah, my prediction is uh Patriot Patriot Delver takes it down because
0: it takes oh, it down every fucking year. Christy <laughs> Columbus with Pat Spank, and Jerry.
2: <laughs> yeah, we got paired up round one out of three. It's gonna 30, happen, 000,
0: right? people.
1: Hey, are you going up to Scarborough for that uh GPT in two weeks?
2: Uh is, or, that, is that the one I, in Maine? Yeah. Uh, you wanna drive my ass? <laughs> Uh, It's
1: only two hours. I'll probably be. I probably will. Yeah, I'll
2: pick you up. Hey, if if you want to go, I'll go. I'm not gonna go to that by myself. But if I if I I'm always more likely to travel if I have friends. Sure. Like one friend equals one extra hour. I'm willing to drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Like
2: by myself, by myself, I'll drive an hour. If I have one friend, I'll drive two. If I have two <laughs> friends, I'll drive three.
1: Oh, it's a
2: pretty steady equation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't like scale up because like four friends are gonna have to make that twelve hour trip out to Columbus. <laughs>
2: well, no, that's why we're renting uh, minivan. Team minivan oh. going to GP Columbus. <laughs> it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be sweet. Uh, it's it pumped. Uh, I need to actually finalize it, but it looks like. We are going to be renting a house for GP Columbus. Yeah. So, gonna be awesome having a leaving a legacy house.
1: We'll yeah, it's, it's gonna be great.
2: Have some sweet cube drafts.
1: Oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll be doing some cube and we'll be doing some EMA drafting and.
2: Yeah, my goal is to have the cube finished in time. EMA nice. anti league. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do some anti league
2: drafts. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: So how, how? So tell me, how does
0: anti league drafting work? So anti league, well, you don't draft it. But anti league, you crack open three packs, you put five basic lands of each color, you you combine the three packs plus five basic lands of each color, and that's your deck, and then you play for anti. So you put, so when you go to play, you take the top card of your deck, both you Uh and your opponent, and you put it to the side, face down, so neither one of you knows what is in 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 the anti. Okay. And then the more you play, you know, one of you wins, one of you loses over time. You might lose your basic lands and now make it harder for you to cast your spells. Hmm. You might gain spells and then make it harder to actually (laughs) get lands. Ah. I like, love that. Yeah. I know, oh, it's that. awesome! And it's then, awesome. Well, but the thing is, it's like you buy the packs, and then if you get like garbage in the packs, you like screw it. This is my anti-league deck. Yeah. If you get so, if you get like foil force, well, you like yeah, I'm not doing. Anti-league <laughs> well, it, you, <laughs> that you that forgot goes in most, my binder. The, I'll, I'll pick up another pack for that.
2: <laughs> the most important part, Adrian, is when you win, you take your opponent's card and you add that card to your deck. <laughs> I didn't forget that. I said that. I didn't catch it. Oh. Well. Check check the tapes. You gotta try to listen Check the tapes
0: So So after a while you, you know once Once somebody has like Fucking Little of a deck Or it's like not even Fucking playable anymore They can either They can either stop Or they can pick up Three more packs And build another Anti-league deck
2: Or or when you want to Spite your opponent You just say Alright you got me And you you turn over Your entire deck to them <laughs>
0: <laughs> now they're playing a commander deck. Yeah, now they're playing a commander deck.
2: Purposely lose all your lands and then spite your opponent and give them nothing but nothing but non-lands. Actually,
1: like, You know what I like about that is that it lets you play with the new set and I, I would imagine that like at the end of the day, after playing like, you know, eight or ten hours of legacy, if we if we draft it's gonna be like very brain dead drafting. So something like that might be fun because you're just gonna jam the cards and play games, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. And then- well, it's also it's curious to see how it works out. You know what they do with Eternal Masters because you know when we were when I was doing it, it was during Return to Ravnica. So mm-hmm. you grab like Return to Ravnica, Innistrad, and fucking and Avacyn. It wouldn't matter because you had enough mana fixing for colors and in, in Return to Ravnica to compensate for the five color deck you're playing. Yeah. You know, I'm curious what they're gonna do with Eternal Masters because if the color fixing is terrible <laughs> the anti leak decks are gonna be fucking hard. You'll be waiting for basic lands forever. Right. Right. <laughs> but it makes the game a little more interesting.
2: And then uh what a lot of other people will do is when they lose, they'll uh sign the card that they have to hand over so that you remember uh, where it
0: came like from. Or draw pictures on it. Whatever. No pieces. Big Dicks. Big dicks. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's a thing in the ice. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a good time. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a blast. Oh boy. And I'll be here. Uh one last day. There's still time. You can still you can change your mind. It's not gonna be expensive, man.
0: No, I got so much shit I gotta do. I got um like I'm really I'm in a position at the moment. It's cool. Mm.
2: Like missionary position? Is that yeah?
0: Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) No, I got a, I got one apartment vacant next door. I'm still trying to finish the bathroom. There may be another one vacant upstairs. And, uh, I'm still doing a whole lot of tree removal. Just a lot of property management stuff.
2: Got your plate full.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
2: Nice. Uh, did you guys see 11th place at SCG? Uh, It's your boy Goblins. Oh boy! (laughs) Uh, I love. He's running the. Can you guess the the one of that I love that this deck is running?
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, let me see. Let me pull up this list here.
2: There's actually Uh, a couple one of's that I think is hilarious.
1: Um, Thalia.
2: No, Thalia. He doesn't even have Thalia here. He's not running Thalia. He is running snow-covered mountains, it, though, like a boss.
1: Is it
0: the Earwig Squad?
2: That's one of them that I that I, I saw afterwards. But there's another one that immediately caught my eye. Grenzo? What one? I'll give you a hint. It's Wait, he's got a
0: lot of one-ups. <laughs> <laughs> can help us out, Jerry? It's
2: not a creature.
0: Oh, <laughs> grab cage. I don't know. Fucking
2: the pyrokinesis. The
1: pyrokinesis. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it's the red
2: force of will. <laughs>
1: so, oh, that's the from that same cycle, right? Yeah, It's
2: from the cycle force of will was in. So it's four red red, but you'll never cast it. Uh, instant, you may remove a red card in your hand from the game instead of playing
1: pyrokinesis
2: casting cost. Pyrokinesis deals four damage any way you choose among any number of target creatures.
1: Hmm. Just Interesting.
2: wipe the board of the elves. <laughs> <laughs> this deck is set up to beat its nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's,
1: this, this deck is very, uh, it's, interesting.
2: Yeah, Earwig Squad, damn. So, Earwig Squad 3 black-black for a 5-3. Then it has Prowl of 2 and a black. And if our listeners can't remember what Prowl is, I don't blame you. (laughs) But (laughs) Prowl is when you attack, when you uh, dealt combat damage to a player with a goblin or rogue, you may play it for its Prowl
1: cost instead. So narrow. Such a narrow like...
2: (laughs) So, 2 and a black... When it enters the battlefield, if its prowl cost was paid, search target opponent's library for three cards and exile them. Then that player shuffles his or her library.
0: Now, you know that pyrokinesis isn't a one of, right? Uh.
2: Oh, yeah, he's running another one in the sideboard. Yeah? Uh... I
0: mean, it's a one of in the main deck. Yeah, so it's half the main deck.
2: (laughs) Yeah, me had me looking for the one of. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, one of Grenzo, Dungeon
0: Warden. That thing's fucking dope. Yeah, <laughs> I love that shit. After it, that looks so good after a terminus. Yeah, my my opponent. Yeah, yeah, it does. My, <laughs> uh,
2: one of my friends has a Grenzo as his uh, EDH deck, and he does work with it. Put the bottom Pat, card of your library onto the, into the your graveyard if it's a creature card with power less than or equal to Grenzo's power. Put it onto the battlefield. Pretty
0: mm-hmm. good. <laughs> Pat, they got your Eldrazi deck too. Do they? 16th?
1: Oh, yeah. Let's see what this one looks like. Oh, with Phyrexian Metamorph. Hmm. Oh, it just comes in as a copy for three and a uh, Phyrexian mana. All right, Mimic, Endbringer. So, um, he's running, like, more Cavern Souls and Extra City of Traders. Oh, this is the Mistress Factory one. Um... That's pretty cool. It's very similar to the other list I saw. I think that I'm trying to see what they cut to make room for Metamorph. Um, Cause those are running Four Thorn, Four Chalice. Let's see. Oh, uh, I think that Herborg is what they took out. Cause I've seen um, some lists will run like two Herborg and a Caracas. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they like they took those out. Um to run the Phyrexian Metamorph, and...
2: He's not running... We're in a lot of the decks also running uh, uh, Dismember. He's not running Dismember.
1: Sometimes. Um, I've seen him in the sideboard, not always in the main. But well, I think the, the list I was looking at had one in the main, one in the side. He also looks like he cut one Warping Whale. Some some lists are running, like, two, three, or four Warping Whale. He's running two in this list. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually heard a lot of... People say maybe like you can shave thorn in this list as well. Like maybe go to two to three thorn. Mm-hmm. Because drawing extra ones like outside of the first few turns is just pretty bad.
2: Really? It's, it's one mm. of those, it, it stacks though, right?
1: It does, it does, but I think like it, when you're trying to finish someone off, like if, if you're getting like later in the game and you're off your wasteland plan at that point, I don't think the extra thorn is, I mean maybe, maybe. Um, I just I've heard that like the pe- what people complain about is getting to like the mid to late game and just drawing like a like a thorn is just a real a uh, real downer because there's no there's it's no it's a real thorn in this the yeah yeah exactly yeah there's no there's no like there's no filtering in, in this deck you're just kind of you're well, you just can, drawing off just the top a, of the deck
0: yeah you know? we, what's the is it endbringer that lets them draw an extra card if they can keep an endbringer on the board. Um no uh do no,
1: the the one that can do No the Endbringer is the one that you can uh ping a creature. Oh I'm sorry, yeah you can draw a card with Endbringer, you're right. Yeah, but it's not um, one of.
2: I'm actually surprised yeah. the Eldrazi decks haven't uh I haven't seen any that have added Sensei's dividing top. And I thought that would be a card that would
0: slot right into the deck.
1: You think so?
2: Yeah, I mean I, I get the mana base is kinda hard because you can't cast
0: well, you can't cast to it, it. To, Yeah, if I they drop it, a chalice oh, at one.
1: Yeah, well that's the other thing I was gonna say. I think that uh, they're trying oh, to stay away from one mana ca- casting cost. That makes sense. God damn it, God damn it, Adrian. Oh, second, man,
2: Adrian's on fire tonight. <laughs> I know, I,
0: thought, I was gonna say that, you beat me to it. I get this bad job of fucking reality, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bringing me back down to Earth. Actually, you know what's interesting is that, so he's got four thorn in the main, Um some were running, uh, uh, sphere in the sideboard, I don't, he doesn't have any in this one, so.
0: Yeah, I like sphere thing. better.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, Sphere's good. Man, yeah. I think. I just realized he's running the two
2: dismember in the sideboard as well as the two extra warping whale in the sideboard.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Mmm. Uh, so, ta da. Ta da.
1: Yeah. It's a cool. I, I'll be excited to. I'm not, you know, pushing too hard to get this list together, but I'll be excited to try it out. I think it's going to be fun to play. Um, I
0: still got the paintful truths for you, Pat, too.
1: Oh, cool. Thank you. Oh,
0: yeah, I got, yeah. I, got a, I got one for you as well. Oh, awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I need those. Maybe I should just mail it to you. I don't know the next time I'm going to see you. I know. Well, I'm <laughs> not going to
1: be. I, I was trying to get to TE last Sunday, um, but I just couldn't make it in time. And then, uh, uh,
0: Yeah,
2: you dodged me. You dodged me. I
1: know. I know. But And then this Sunday is Mother's Day. Right. But I'm going to try. I'm trying to get down up to uh, gaming, et cetera, on Friday. I'm going to see if my dad can. My dad or mom can watch the boys for me so I can get up there on Friday night.
0: That gotcha. might be a good idea. Maybe you will see if Brennan wants to head up there. We'll see if Dave's going to come over and get the tub done with me first. I right. we'll have to see. I spent all last weekend doing...
2: Ooh, God, man. rub-a-dub-dub, two men in a tub.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got it, Jerry.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you got it. The booker, the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, right? Yeah. So it wasn't two men. <laughs>
2: Hey, maybe the butcher and the candlestick maker are the same guy. You never know.
0: <laughs> mm.
2: Oh, boy. So back to
0: finance and economics. Okay.
2: I, uh, about finance, I came in fifth on breakers that That's Entertainment because that is my, my home.
1: <laughs> you <laughs>
2: came in fifth again? Did you get, came in Did fifth. Did you get your pity prize? Jerry's spot. <laughs> yep. Nate actually gave me a pretty de- a good pity prize. He gave me a German uh, Shadows Over Innistrad pack. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yep, it had nothing in it, so... <laughs> you know. My luck only pertains to drawing cards. My luck is terrible, <laughs> like, everywhere else. <laughs> you, should, you should have kept the pack and then had your buddy Mike open it. I should have. You're right. It would have magically changed the contents. It would have been, like, foil Avison, foil thing in the ice in German. I was going to say,
1: a foil thing in the ice, that's what you need, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, man, <laughs> I would love a foil German thing in the ice. I. It, it was funny going through the pack because every card looked extra angry. Oh boy But uh, yeah I actually ended up playing Aaron uh, At That's Entertainment And he was on His like 66 card Abzan uh, Stuff deck and it was it was uh it was some good games, but yeah, definitely the most memorable aspect was him greensun zenith out. Actually, I lied. There's a more memorable uh <laughs> moment, but he greensun zenith out Sigarda and just like didn't sack anything to my miracle swinging in. But <laughs> the most memorable game moment in the game was I had sneak attack activated, sneak attack put Grizzlebrand into play. Uh, he and he had squandered resources, pernicious deed. And he tapped for, And uh, also uh, like a Deathrite Shaman So he tapped uh, All his mana Sacked all his lands to squandered resources Activated Deathrite Shaman And blew up the Pernicious Deed for 8 mana Killing my Grizzlebrand and my Wow Did you you
0: draw 7 in response? I did, I did I, did not, I did, not to, did not hit you,
2: the Emrakul. Did not hit the Emrakul.
0: You didn't happen to hit Nod of this world either, did you? Uh, I, seeing
2: as though I don't run Not of this world, no, I did not. It would have been pretty spectacular <laughs> if I did.
0: I would that's have been tech. very shocked. It's tech, man. Nod of this world's good. I love that shit. Like uh, Caracas? Uh no. That's the one that's like target
2: creature with convert a mana cost greater than seven. has. Yeah, it's, it's, roof a, or something. it's, a,
0: it's a free stifle.
2: Oh, yeah, counter target speller ability that targets a permanent you control. Uh, If it. uh, Counter target speller ability that targets a permanent you control, not of this world, costs seven less to cast if that target. If it targets a speller ability that targets a creature you control with power seven or greater.
0: So it's no good with Omniscience, but it's good with Grizzlebrand and Emmerichol.
2: Hell yeah. Well, I mean, you just get to cast it anyways with Omniscience.
0: Oh, uh, you mean, oh,
2: you mean like countering something that targets you can't, like Omniscience? Yeah, you can't protect Omniscience with it. Gotcha. I thought you were just saying you can't cast it with Omniscience. But, uh, yeah, now this world's pretty tech. <laughs> it's fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> the first time Nick ever saw that in my handplay at naked Show, he's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> he said, he's like, holy shit, that's a free stifle. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of cool. It was like 50 cents. I figured I'd try it. Nice. Yeah, pretty tech. But, uh, oh, it was good against like, especially with Caracas. Right, yeah. So I, I felt
2: pretty good playing on Sunday. The old, my only loss of the day was to the mirror match. I lost to another and Show deck. Uh, he uh, he just played better. <laughs> got he he drew the right number of spells and lands in the right order, and I did not.
1: <laughs> that oh, so he didn't outplay you. He just got lucky, Jerry. though, he's saying?
2: Nah, I got unlucky. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like
2: it. I like it. Oh, boy. Uh, so we talked about a lot of lists today, but did we want to do a uh, what the hell should I play? Or do we want to skip Yeah. You? All right. Uh,
1: what, what do you want to talk about? Did you have th- something in mind? Uh,
2: I kind of liked number 10 at uh, the Star City Games, uh, Jeff Boo Hoogland.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> My boy.
2: Your boy. <laughs> it's your boy Jeff. He has Dan. me blocked on Twitter. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. He blocked you on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, he's probably going to block me if he ever hears this episode.
1: <laughs> um, oh, my
0: God. That's another one that could use a reprint. Yeah, man. The
1: mono, so he's, so Jeff Hoogland was on Mono Red Sneak Attack. Mono Red Spice. All right. So <laughs> oh, my
0: God. That needs a reprint. What guard? Through the Breach. Yeah. Damn, that fucking modern deck really spiked the prices on that in Gorgon. Oh, jeez, it's out of stock
2: at $30? (laughs) Damn!
0: Yeah,
2: I I Glad I have my copies. I actually... Now, I just added one to my cube. I might need to take it out and proxy it instead.
1: (laughs) I I think that all the Kamigawa stuff is like... I, I it seems like the stuff in that set is very expensive. as it was don't a
2: terrible set, and no one right. like people think, exactly. quit magic over that set. That's how bad. I quit magic over that set. That's how bad it was.
1: Yeah. Um. So this deck is running. Do you want to go over this deck specifically?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You want to you want to run it? All right. It down? So he's
1: running for the creature package three Inferno Titan, um four Spirit Guide, two Worlds Fine Worm. Which is one of my favorite cards when I first came back into standard. I love that card with, yeah. uh, Garrett Collar of Beasts. I'm, um, I'm kinda
2: tempted sometimes to put it into, uh, just regular sneak and show.
1: It's so, it's so good. Like, the, the awesome thing with that mono red, uh, deck was that I could, I could hard cast them. Like, that wasn't a problem because it was running, like, a bunch of green pips and, um, Nykthos. Oh, in
2: standard, you're saying?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry. And it, but if you were able to ultimate Garrett Collar of Beasts, you could, play a green creature then search a deck for a green creature and put that into play so there I got to live the dream one night and like play be able to like cast like my elvish mystic you know like the green man you know single green for a 1-1 yep. and then search a world's fine and put into play That's pretty, <laughs> cool. pretty awesome yeah Um 2 Emrakul, uh 2 Godo Bandit Warlord yeah read this up because
2: I don't think anyone knows what this is this does.
1: must be this is a commander card yeah of course it's a commander card so it's no, 5 and a red this one was
2: also originally from Kamigawa unless I'm mistaken oh
1: okay I Goto got it
2: from Kamagawa.
1: Yeah, Goto Bandit Warlord five and a red legendary creature, human barbarian. Um, when Goto Bandit Warrior enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an equipment card, and put it onto the battlefield. If you do shuffle your library, whenever Goto attacks for the first time each turn, untap it and all samurai your control. <laughs> After this phase, there is additional combat. Phase.
2: <laughs> and and the equipment he's getting is surprise, surprise, batter skull. <laughs> sure. Oh, so, sure. he's pretty cool.
1: Um, also three Crystal Brand.
0: <laughs> you can oh shit, that's the fury of the Horde for Legacy. Yeah.
1: So okay. hands. Um eight Malin, four Ancient Tomb, four City of Traders, three Sandstone oh. Needle, which is a Mercadian Masks card. Uh comes into play tapped with two depletion counters on it. You can tap it to remove a depletion counter from Sandstone Needle, add two red mana to your mana pool. If there are no depletion counters on Sandstone Needle Sacrifices. So just basically like eight mountain and then... He's, um, he's running
2: basically 11 soul lands.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. Um, he, For spells, he's running a single battle skull, four chalice, four lotus petal, four blood moon, oh, four sneak attack, four seething song, which is two in a red add 5 red, red to your mana pool. pool. <laughs>
2: yeah, so he can also just hard cast a lot of these creatures. <laughs> and like then can also, yeah, yeah. hard cast Godot, hard cast Inferno Titan.
0: He can, he can turn one sneak attack and activate it. And then
1: yeah. uh 4 through the breach, which is 4 and a red for an instant arcane. Put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. Or, I'm sorry, into play. That creature has hey sacrifice at
0: the end of turn. You can splice onto arcane. Do you could go so, through the breach of World Spine worm turn one, and still leave 355 five Spine for turn two. Yeah, because you could just
2: go, like, Ancient Tomb, Lotus Petal, Seething Song, through the breach. <laughs> it's just, like, a, like a maximum turn one sneak attack deck. I love it.
0: And he's yeah. just very it's just much like... On,
2: like
1: the, yeah, I was going to say, like, he's got the Blood Moon and the Chalice, so he's on the, uh, you-can't-play-magic plan if he's not able to... It seems like you can get a handful of denial, like mana denial or spell denial, mm-hmm. or a handful of just gas and just get, go. Right, right. Like those are the two. Those are the two options. Right,
2: and then his sideboards like 4 Sphere, two Magus of the Moon, two Pyromancy. Oh my God, Pyromancy! <laughs> I know you like this one card. This card, uh, Adrian.
0: Yeah, it's
2: uh, two in a red, two red, red for an enchantment. And it's pay three, discard a card at random. Pyromancy deals damage to target creature or player equal to the total casting cost of the discarded card. So if they have like an <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if they have so, like an ensnaring bridge and you have like ever cool Grizzlebrand in hand,
0: <laughs> you spider like...
2: In, even Inferno Titan yeah, is, is six. Right, by eleven. <laughs> yep. So it's just like dome you, dome you. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna pything needle you sneak attack. Yeah, fancy. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> and he's got two pyroblast. And then my boy 2 Sudden Shock, criminally underplayed, uh, as, uh, as uh, one of our men, ma- Jeff, uh, mentioned on the, the Facebook group, and I agree with him. Sudden shocks should see more play. He's got one Pyroclasm and two
0: Shattering Spree. So yeah, deck is spice. Uh, so, something I learned this
1: weekend so what's, was... What's your,
0: what's your 75 questions here, Pat? <laughs>
1: All right. So, so one thing I will say is that I learned this weekend is that Shattering Spree is especially good against something like um a Chalice of the Void. It gets around Chalice, which is nice. Yep, and counterbalance. And counterbalance. Yep,
2: cuz the first copy has a converted mana cost of 1 red, but every copy after that has a converted mana cost of 0.
1: Well, no the copy I think- after that is copied not cast. That's correct. Oh, yeah, that,
0: that is correct. So well. Adrian, Adrian, Adrian is correct,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> also, it's converted mana cost is also zero, but it's, it's not
0: cast. <laughs> no, it's converted mana cost is one, it's just not cast, so it doesn't trigger counterbalance.
2: Uh, I thought, oh, alright, fine, I'll eat that. It's it's
1: shattering spray? Yeah, you're right. So it still has a CMC of one. You're right,
2: you're
1: um, right. If you had let me just fucking explain it, Jerry. Just we edit that part out. Just, just
2: edit that part out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, so. Uh, Let's go over the the de- So like a- What are
0: you yeah. seventy five questions? Where did it get right. its name from? Well, it's mono red and it's got sneak attack. <laughs> I'm just sneak gonna take that out of the list, all right? Because <laughs> <laughs> just makes
1: fun of it
2: every time. He
0: does.
1: Well, you know what? No, you know what? I'm gonna keep it in there. I'm gonna tell you why. Because there are there are decks out there like Tin Fins slash Onion Burst that like if you don't Onion Burst not a player, I haven't heard
0: of Onion Burst. Oh, yeah, that's that? that's where it's yeah. See, see, Jerry doesn't even know. That's kind well, of Jerry doesn't read the... Yeah, he's not going to read the ten Fins. Well, he has read the Source. source. <laughs> <know>. but, um, <laughs> they'd be like, um, these don't even have fucking Grave Titan. Get out of here. <laughs>
1: um, the reason why I think it's a, a good question is just because for someone who's not vested in the format, it's it seems stupid, but the, some decks okay, so, out there don't... Sure.
0: What is the question? All right, so anyway. <laughs> that's it's name and Where does it get its name from? Uh, we don't so, have to justify the question. We can just ask it. Alright, Adrian, Adrian,
2: Adrian, can you explain to our listeners where this mono-red sneak attack gets its name?
0: All <laughs> it's well, you'll notice that there's no volcanic islands. Really? Why? Yeah. Why? Uh, because it's mono-red. <laughs> WHY? And, but no, we running, do have, right. we it's do have certain facts. <laughs> it's got what? It's
1: got black and green cards.
0: Yeah. Yep. Those are the creatures. <laughs> what's the black? Oh, grizzlebrand. Right. <laughs> Come on. Try to keep up with you here. All right. So, um, so, so what's uh, your other questions? Sarah? Uh, Any uh, notable pilots? If I well, let's know well, uh, well, Jeff
1: Uglent. I was Jeff Oogland?
0: Well-known well
1: legacy uh, aficionado. Oh, you plan. mean well-known Legacy Complainer.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> Actually, just Magic oh, Complainer. <laughs> how about porting over to other decks? Does this, does, like... this deck is fucking awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> you start cheap making Mono Red Sneak Attack until you get Volcanic Islands and lands. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, until City of Traders spiked a little while ago, this was like an insanely budget version of Sneak Attack. Because uh, there's no Volcanic Islands, there's no Scalding Tarns, like, the most expensive card in the deck up until fairly recently was the sneak attacks, sneak attack. which were, like, a $50 card, which, as yeah. far as Legacy goes, like, four sneak attacks are at $50, not ridiculous to ask. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, now that's not so true, because you have Ancient Tomb, which is, like, an $80 to $100 card, um, so, uh, oh, City of yeah. I'm sorry, City of Traders, which is, like, $80 to 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Chalice of the Void, which is like forty bucks. Yeah, Blood Chalice Moon was like forty. Yeah, Chalice
2: yeah. of the Void was like five dollars. Through yeah, the okay. Reach was five dollars. So yeah, don't forget the, half
0: the half Ford. the reason for that is the US dollar is not worth what it was. Well no, what do you mean? The US dollar is, <laughs> oh my god,
2: you trapped me. <laughs> I was gonna get I was gonna get so economic on your ass right
0: now. <laughs> Is gas, is, gas going up or is the fire Oh my god I'm I'm
1: enough? just I'm just uh I wish I had like I wish I had like video on Jerry right I'm, now. I'm, I'm,
0: as you
2: see it. me open up a briefcase full of charts on the on the conversion rates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what were your other questions here
2: yeah, Pat? So well um, well hold on. So this deck used to be a budget deck and it's not really anymore. But All right, enough said. Oh f- wow. <laughs> Damn, Adrian, okay.
1: It's um, not an okay. awesome well, no, we up. didn't even
2: answer the actual question. The answer is, how does this port into other decks?
1: Alright, yeah, so it's yeah, important a sneak and show, right? It, yeah, it's ports, Is it, that's there, the obvious there, one.
2: There? Um, I mean, once you get the mana base, you can actually probably port it into Eldrazi fairly easily. You're oh, buying, yeah, buying sure. the Chalice oh. of the voids, the ancient yep. tombs, and the city traders. Like you have the most expensive cards in Eldrazi, really. easily.
0: Yeah, you can also walk sideways to Goblin Stuffy.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach would love that. Just going I'm straight into Goblin sideways.
1: Stoppy. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine doing like a crab crab walk. Yeah. Like, and, handfuls of cards. And then,
2: uh, like, <laughs> having, having four Blood Moon is also not a terrible thing to have.
0: No. Yeah, that's, that's also pretty expensive, more than it used to be, right? Right. Yeah. right. It is. Uh, it is.
2: yeah, so, fa- I mean, not the widest. Oh my range. gosh,
0: yeah, so it's through the breach, right? Forgot about yeah,
2: that. Yeah, Yeah. so, it's not really as budget anymore, but there are also more decks that you can port into. Like, Eldrazi <laughs> didn't exist when this deck was a cheap deck. So, not the widest range of things to port into, but you definitely have options.
1: Yeah. Um, So, basically, the uh, game plan of this deck is to either power out something using, like, your Soul Lands um, and power out, you know, powering out, like, an early Grizzlebrand or early Ember Cool or World Spine Worm using Through the Breach mm-hmm. or, sneak or, sneak or Sneak Attack. attack. Yeah. yeah. Um, or you're looking to do, like, the Mana Denial plan with Blood Moon or, or the... Bluewood. What's that? Uh, chalice of the Void.
2: Well, not really. Mana denial, I was gonna say the but
1: Mana denial with Blood Moon, or like you, you can't play Magic with Chalice.
2: Yeah, just I would. Once yeah. again, once again, if you let me fucking finish. My oh game, my God! I'll put it into a wider fucking box. We need bigger boxes. <laughs> put Chalice of the Void and Blood Moon in the same box. What's in the box? Both of those cards. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the
0: box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're either gonna you're either gonna sneak attack somebody quick, or you're gonna chalice them out until you can sneak attack somebody. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's your game plan. Yep. Right. Yep, that's pretty. So pretty, like it's a pretty um, straightforward. uh it's, yeah, straightforward. Yeah, it's hard to mess like. up this deck. <laughs> you, yeah. you will you will never hard cast World Spine Worm. <laughs> no. Okay. But you will hard um, like unlike... Actually, you could with the Lotus petals, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, unlike
2: Sneak and Show and even Reanimator, it's actually pretty realistic to hardcast your your threats. Like, so 3 Inferno Titan, uh 2 Godo Bandit Warlord and yeah, you one can Batterskull. cast the ones that are red. Well, no, even Batterskull too. You can get a turn yeah, sure. one Batterskull with this deck. So you can actually sure. ca- like reliably hardcast uh like you can probably win the game off of Inferno Titan, Godo Bandit Lord and Batterskull by themselves.
0: Sure. Oh my god! Fucking an equipped Inferno Titan sounds yeah. 10-10
2: <laughs> ten, ten, ten Inferno Titan with life link and fire breathing. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Like it's,
0: it's it spits lightning bolts as it hits you.
2: Does it twice? Does it yes. trigger when it attacks and deals three damage divided as you choose? Uh, does that count? Give you life link? I think
0: so, right? Mm. When Infer- Inferno Titan deals the damage. When yeah, the it does. Just the battlefield or attacks, it deals. Yeah, so he's dealing yeah. the damage. That's life linked. Holy shit! Yeah, so
2: it's dealing. It's thirteen point swing right there. <laughs> Actually, no, a twenty six life point swing. Deal thirteen damage, gain thirteen life.
1: <laughs> I like that. Ah, it's fucking terrible.
0: Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> That's the reason to play Goto. Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. Like so the anyway, double, the
1: double, the double. Uh...
0: I probably needed your sneak attack. Yeah, big fucking deal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Um, so in the current metagame, this seems like it's pretty good. If like you're going to be seeing a lot of Eldrazi decks, or you're seeing a lot of, um, yeah, uh, if you're seeing a lot of like four color Delver decks, this is good because it's like a bigger. Moon is great against them.
2: It's like a bigger Eldrazi deck too. Yeah, because most of your creatures pair up really well against their creatures. And I would assume like a little bit, a little bit faster maybe.
0: Uh,
2: oh yeah, yeah, because you're you like they're not running Lotus Petals and Seething Songs and you are. Yeah. Yep, and plus you're ideally giving them haste to a sneak attack and through the breach.
1: So this is probably good, a good choice in a meta where you're going to see a lot of like many, like you know, like I said, two, three, four colored decks, which legacy is. So. I mean,
2: also in a meta full of miracles, like miracles, really? Might, yeah, because I mean, they may slow you down with a terminus or a Swords to plowshares, but you have so many threats. <laughs> like you're not like sneak attack where you only have Grizzlebrand, only have Emrakul. Like you just if they terminus you or swords you you just set up and go off again next turn and counterbalance you laugh at counterbalance's face it's like best case scenario they're able to counterbalance your seething song like they're not ca- yeah. they're not counterbalancing yeah uh, there's
0: there's through the breach or yeah like it's like unless
2: they get like unless they get insanely lucky and can leave like jace force of will on top of their deck for the rest of the game um, they're they're not using counterbalance very effectively
1: sure. against you. I
0: I, w- I would just think that like game one the four blood they moon leave, even if they leave Jace what Jace of will you are still casting Godot, getting a batter skull casting Inferno Titan and smack him <laughs> right yes. Right like that they don't it's brutal yeah it's fucking brutal.
1: I just think like maybe in the matchup like the four blood moon main deck is a, a bit rough against against miracles game one. Well no
0: it worse because
2: blood moon turns off Caracas. So that's one of their... That's true. That's, okay. that's a way that they can get, like... Because Krakus is going to ruin Godo's day, too. Godo's a uh, a legendary creature.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the worm's fire
2: worm is not legendary. That might be a no. reason to run one of in Sneak and Show.
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just leaving, th- leaving behind three five fives. Yeah. Yeah. With trample. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it, you don't care about young pyromancer. You can you I can jump miss. block with Sigarda now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So I mean, um. this deck can really punish some of the greedy mana mana based decks.
0: I'm actually curious. Have you, I just it, want to know if he's ever equipped the baddest Skull and Embercoil. <laughs> <laughs> maybe
1: maybe yeah. that's, a fl- that's a major flavor fail though like it's that's <laughs> awesome.
2: i just i just got the image in my head of like emmer cool with a batter skull on like one of its tentacles just like' <laughs> just a little
0: one just like... <laughs> it looks like a
1: thimble almost it's like the most like it's like the most death metal <laughs> condom <laughs> ever <laughs> Jesus
0: all right so what were your other questions about
1: this show? um <laughs> so what, so it, it's it's good against for like you know four color decks it's good against Eldrazi good against Miracles what do you think is is bad against what do you think it struggles against
2: uh uh losing the dice roll it <laughs> that is what it struggles against it look at it it doesn't have any removal other than infernal titan yeah so like if your opponent plays first and they can drop a turn one delver uh and then just you know keep you off balance with counter magic uh it's going to ruin your day cuz it has no way to get anything off the board so even though it's running the four Blood Moon, four Chalice of the Void, if it doesn't win the die roll and deploy those threats ultra-fast, their opponent's going to be able to deploy threats and kill them before they can mobilize their game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I think it actually might probably be... I think this version loses to Sneak and Show, just because Sneak and Show can run Force of Will, where this
0: doesn't. But it also, this doesn't have the card selection that's that normal Sneak and Show has either. Right. No, and sneak, no Brainstorms, no Ponders, no Fetches.
2: Exactly. And Sneak and Show is already a deck that loses to itself sometimes. Like, it just can't put together the pieces. So I feel that would be a huge problem with this deck with no card filter. There are just going to be games where you draw nothing but sneak attacks and through the breaches and nothing to put into play off of them, or vice versa. You draw nothing but fatties and no way to get them into play. I think it's probably better to draw the fatties since you have a lot more ways to hard cast them. But there are going to be games where you just you you're only drawing, you know, you don't really have any way to to cheat them in.
0: It is a fun deck to watch, like just watching somebody craft their combo together, hiding behind a blood moon, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, while somebody's like, "This really sucks" because they see it coming.
2: Right. I think that's the main reason why it's running the four chalice for blood moon is it's just trying to buy
1: time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: I, so what, are, what other ones you got, Pat? How
1: easy is this deck to pilot?
2: I'd say it's pretty easy.
1: Yeah, it pretty have, straightforward, right?
2: Yeah, it's not. Too, it's like put fatties into play. Don't forget your attack step. I think that's the the hardest choice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and be careful to make sure and acknowledge when you have to get rid of that city of traitors.
2: Yeah, don't forget to sack your city of traitors. I do that all the time too. Like, don't forget to tap yeah. it for man. It's just something. Well, the good thing about City of Traders is its it's sack is uh, a trigger, so you can always tap the City of Traders in response. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, still, I think it's almost easier than Sneak Attack because there aren't really, like, sometimes with Sneak Attack you have to wonder whether you should go for it or not. Like, you have the show and tell, but you don't know if your opponent has something even better to put into play off of show and tell. So there isn't, like,
0: those mind games that you have to play. I guess going back, you also do two lose to Belcher. Yeah. In, in, any turn one deck.
2: Yeah, turn one decks could be a problem. I mean, if you don't draw the Chalice or you don't... Like, even Blood Moon's not the greatest against things like Storm because mm-hmm. they have so many, like, Lotus Petals and Lion's Eye Diamonds. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't get that turn one Chalice, you're going to lose to a lot of combo decks like Reanimator, Storm, mm-hmm. things like that. Reanimator is actually probably pretty difficult because Reanimator can just fetch out its basics, and, uh, and go off even quicker than you can.
0: Two so where else, Pat? Ah, that's it. Nice. Oh, well, right. Yeah, see, it's not so bad, is it, Adrian? So, so, Pat, would you play this?
1: I would definitely play this deck. This deck looks like a lot of fun. If I hadn't sold, like, most of... <laughs> if I hadn't gotten rid of most of, uh... Of, uh, fucking Tin Fins, I'd have, like, the Grizzlebrands for it and the Ember Cool. and... I mean, as it is, I have... I guess I have some of this deck, but...
2: I think the only I'd... thing I need to get for this deck is the Godos and the Infernal Titans. And the Sandstone yeah. Needles. <laughs> I don't imagine Sandstone Needles that difficult to
1: find, though. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a common, so... I was,
2: I was like, I open it up, and I'm like, watch, it's like a $50 card.
1: Nope. It's
2: 59 <laughs> cents. It, it is out of stock on Star City Games, though. I notice every time Star City Games has, like, a spicy brew with an older card, that card is always sold out the next day.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a it's a cool deck. I, I would definitely play it. I put it together on Moto. I don't know if I play it in paper. I don't feel like getting like going through the the hassle of getting all these cards together. But I would play it in, on Moto for sure. It's probably a fucking blast on Moto. It's probably cheap on Moto too.
2: Yeah. Give uh, me actually it's like things like through the breach and and uh,
0: sneak attack might be pretty expensive. It's fucking. Kag, it's so expensive. Yeah. I oh man. I really hope they do Gorio's vengeance and through the breach and eternal masters. They should. That'd be cool. I mean, that that would set up like a pretty cool like
1: uh um like a deck to draft, right? That'd be a fun oh, yeah. draft deck, so yeah.
2: If they did like through the breach, sneak attack, uh
1: Yeah, and down. that's not too broken. It's like a a five mana and a four mana I win the game spell. Like like four mana, five mana combo, you know what I mean? So it's not well, like thing. To well, you'd,
0: you'd have to draft the enabler, plus you'd have to draft a creature. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, the combo's exact.
2: only as good as the creatures they print in it. So if they don't, yeah, right? So like so as like soon as
0: a, as soon as you sneak attack in your heritage druid, you're gonna go. What the fuck <laughs> <attack. laughs> yeah.
2: It's mana fixing. Sneak attack's the best mana fixing. Yeah.
0: All right, so uh, that's pretty cool. Top 8's then.
1: Sure, let's do top 8's
0: All right, who's going first? I will. All right, go ahead, Pat. Pass. All right, <laughs> good, good. good. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a quick fucking story, man, because I was right. just thinking about it. I'm gonna, so scooping a tarfie anyway. One person, Lita. Lita. <clears throat> we went out to eat Chinese food the other night, and uh, I ate some sushi, and I couldn't tell what was in the middle of it. In in the uh, middle fish. of the sushi. No, it wasn't fish. I don't know what it was, but it, I had this like confused look on my face, looking up, and they got the little music playing in the background. And she just looks at me and she goes, it, what, it, what do you, she says something like, you know, what are you fascinated on? Uh, the music. And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to figure out what I ate. And, <laughs> this, and then she just started laughing. I'm like, I probably got a better chance figuring out these lyrics. It's like Chinese, <laughs> Chinese music, but it was anyway. So it was cute. So, um, I to so yeah, scoop in Lita and then, uh, Chris Stitson joined the Facebook group, nice. which, uh, yeah, that's, uh, He's cool, he's, last time I saw him he was playing Miracles, but he's, uh, he's, I, I've told the story a couple of times, he's the one that, uh, during an SCG event, I like, fucking started resolving a brainstorm like a ponder and we had to call a judge when I was playing Ten <laughs> So, he's a good, he's a good fucking guy. So, scoop into Chris Titson. Nice. How about Jerry?
2: Uh, I wanna scoop in Aaron. Because he keeps me honest <laughs> Listens every week and then You know gives me harsh criticism So thanks Aaron thanks for keeping me
0: honest <laughs> Oh yeah and Aaron by the way You're welcome <laughs> uh,
2: And then also Nate the judge over at that Z, For giving me the pity prize Thanks Nate
0: <laughs> uh, That's all I got for this week Alright well then I hope everybody had a good Mother's Day And uh Today's Teacher's Day, too, so I'm going to fucking also shout out to James Keenan. Oh, yeah.
2: Good old James Keenan.
0: Yeah. You know, I got to scoop in. I'll scoop in Mr. Harold Demers, Dr. Harold Demers. Look at that. That's- now he's got scoops, huh? Yeah, I got scoops. I forgot about Teacher's fucking Day. kids. <laughs> you fucking kids. Yeah.
2: All right, so we're retiring the uh the dice roll for this episode.
0: I think
1: so. I think so. I don't think I can do another uh Soldier Boys.
2: song uh Soldier <Soulja> Boy! <laughs> I
1: I listen to every episode that we post front to back and I couldn't finish that one because of that
2: <laughs> song. That song's awesome.
1: It's it's so bad. Yeah, you're it's you're just too
0: old. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I feel like I fucking missed out. Not that not that I'm into any of the fucking format or anything, but it would have been cool to actually go up to GP Toronto. For anybody that made it up to GP Toronto and actually went to go do fucking karaoke, I'm jealous. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm fucking jealous. (laughs) Not that I'm a big karaoke fan, but if you ever get the chance to see Scotty Mac do karaoke... Yeah, he's pretty legendary on the microphone. He's fucking amazing. He's amazing. But, yeah, so if anybody made it up to GP Toronto I'm jealous and uh, scoop in all the guys that put on an event up there
1: alright Pat play us out with something sweet you can email the show leaving a legacy mtg at gmail.com find us on twitter at mathematrickster at jmee3rd or at patuglo or join us on facebook search for leaving a legacy thanks for listening
2: i